Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you are well. I hope all is good with you in your world where you are. I hope everything is fine. Um, it's been a very well remarkable, um, I think, period um, in the world. Some things going on and all that. Um, yeah, just a lot going on. Today is September 11. It's the well, the anniversary of well, just 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 I. Let me just not get into that, but there's just a lot going on. But um, um, I want to talk about the book of life, um, the book of life, and the, the fact that I have been dwelling on the fact, musing on the fact that, to a very large extent, it appears like modern-day Christianity, we're living as though everything, we're living like normal people, so we're living as though everything starts and finishes on the earth here we're not very focused on the afterlife which is really weird because you would expect that christians should be more focused on the afterlife than every other person and um, and i think it wasn't always like this but i think it's more so now not in all faith circles in the very very conservative i'll call old school circles is still that way in some of the in some very small communities when i mean small i mean there are places and spots where you can still if you attend any of those gatherings you can still see that these people are kingdom minded and not just kingdom of god minded but kingdom of heaven minded as well because the kingdom of god is the kingdom of god on earth and in heaven but the kingdom of heaven is very much focused on his kingdom in heaven and i think most people don't think about that most christians until you know, like maybe they have a life-threatening illness or something, and then they start thinking about, oh, they're going to leave this earth. But other than that, we're very focused on that, oh, with long life, will you satisfy me and show me your salvation? We're very focused on living a very long life here on earth, healthy, prosperous life here on earth. We're not really thinking about the afterlife. The danger in that is that it is impossible to live a life that is given to serving God and to fulfilling his will if you're not focused on the afterlife that's at least that's what i have found in my life if all i'm focused on is you know living well and living healthy and prosperous and you know my children and everybody doing well around me on earth the focus of my christian life is different recently i read a tweet and and the wonderful thing about my relationship with god is that god uses secular things i could just be reading something random somewhere and he would use it to, to explain a spiritual truth to me. Although this was a, a tweet about Christianity, but I read it on Twitter. It wasn't like I was doing Bible study or anything. It was just a random tweet somewhere. And it spoke to my heart so much, which is why, again, I'm now realizing that the more we can, you know, share the word of God or just speak about biblical things anywhere, you don't know who is reading or listening. So that person will not know the impact that that tweet had on me, but it really did. And the person said that modern-day Christianity modern christianity teaches us to how to be good people without necessarily being good to others and i found that so profound because that's exactly what in fact i'll say that that's how my life has been i am a morally good person but i don't think i am you know like the biblical example of what it means to be living a life that is committed to helping others i do a little bit but i could do so much more but i and i think it's because a, a, in the latter part of in, in the last 10 15 years there has been i have been exposed to more teaching around 
self-improvement, self-development without really being focused on doing it in other people's lives. Which is not to say that I've not been doing it to some extent, particularly mentoring people professionally. I think I became more conscious of that in the last few years. But it wasn't the core of what I was, the kind of faith teaching I was being exposed to. I was being more exposed to teaching, talking about me improving myself. So anyways, fast forward to 2020 when I went through a life-changing experience. There was a lot of turmoil in my life. It made me go back to the basics of scripture and my life. And I started becoming more aware of the kingdom of heaven. And I started thinking more about the word of God, living a life that is given unto God, being a real disciple of Christ, like Acts of the Apostle type. You know, I started really meditating on all that, like, the, you know, the lives of the prophets, people who were sold out completely to God in the Bible. I started reading more with that sort of lens and wanting to become like that kind of person. Of course, I'm still very far away from that. But I think I am becoming more aware of that apostolic standard, that discipleship standard, that Christ follower standard. I am more aware of it now than I have ever been before. And I am also, so that's the model and that's the standard that I'm aspiring towards. The standard in the Bible of how Christ lived. The standard in the Bible of how the apostles, his disciples lived. The standard in the Bible of how we are supposed to live based on what they have written, what Jesus wrote, very extensive teachings of Jesus, what his apostles then wrote and explained based on the teachings of Jesus, what the prophets of the Old Testament also spoke and they lived, how they lived, what they spoke about. All of that, I am taking all of that in. And and I, I, one of the... It, one of the things that then came to me was this whole thing about when Jesus spoke to the disciples and he said to them, this is in Luke 10, 20, which is going to be the headline scripture for this um, musing, which is really about the book of life, where, where he said he said to the disciples, when he had given them authority over demons, told them to go out and just cast out demons and pray for people and heal the sick, deliver the oppressed. And then they came back and they were like, wow, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And Jesus said, he said, he said, yes, that's, that's the way it is. But so Jesus explained to them that, look, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. In other words, yes, of course, he's subject to me. I was there. We flung him out of heaven. He was evicted from heaven. And we witnessed that, you know, we did that. We were there. So he says, but you know what? Do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you. He said, but rather rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. So there are two things I get from that. Which is why we Christians, we really need to prove the word of God in our lives. He says, the fact that the spirits are subject to you should is a clear demonstration to you that you are a child of God, that Christianity is not a fable, and that you really have authority over them, that my name is everything that I say that it is, and that more importantly, you are under the divine covenant and that your names are recorded in heaven. That it is only those whose names are recorded in heaven that will be able to exercise this authority over the works of darkness, over spiritual beings that are evil and wicked. And we see it happen in another part of the um, Acts of Apostles when someone whose name was not recorded in heaven tried to cast out a demon. The demon said, Paul, I know. Um, this this person I know. Who are you? And the the, the the man attacked, the possessed man attacked the person that was trying to use up the authority that the person did not have. But 
what I'm looking at is that there's a record in heaven of the people that are following him. And that record is not necessarily the record that we have on earth because on earth we judge according to the outward appearance. So we look at people who maybe have a platform, we look at people who have a lot of people around them, we look at people who are famous, we look at people who are leaders of large, large gatherings, people who are very wealthy, who sit in the front pews, and we believe that these people's names are recorded in heaven. Not necessarily so. Jesus' comment here was making these disciples know that, wow, you are, you are one of the special few. That was more or less what he was saying. That in fact, as happy as you are, to, to, to discover that you have this kind of authority over the works of darkness, that's, that's nothing compared to the fact that what this signifies is that you are one of those few people, one of those special people whose names are recorded in heaven. Now, this then got me searching this morning about where are the scriptural verses where God or Jesus rec- recommends that there's a book, in, I mean, that their names are recorded is it really are they really recorded is it that it's just in god's memory is there really a record okay let's read and i i saw um i went to bible i did a google search and biblenowingjesus.com came up with a number of verses that about 14 of them where reference is actually made to the book of life so there is what is called a book of life and it has a record and i'm there, there are many of them so i can't read the entire context but i will put them in the description and you can check them out yourself so let's just run through them Revelation 20 verse 15 says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. This describes the ends of days, the end of days, when there was the judgment of everyone, both those who were still alive as of that time and those who have been born out to the ages. And it says that it was a process. All of us will be on the queue. I will be on that queue. <laughs> you will be on that queue. We will all be on that queue. And then they check the record. So there is a book of life and anyone's name who's not found in that book of life is thrown into the lake of fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels it sounds like lord of the rings right it sounds like <laughs> you know yeah, you know it, it, it sounds really unreal but then this is this is really this is real this is really gonna happen and the fact that we as christians are not thinking towards that so anyway so there is a standard there is a basis for the judgment and after that judgment after that judgment a decision is made about where one belongs then um hebrews 12 22 23 this is Paul speaking to the church, to the Hebrew believers, and was saying, You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of the righteous made perfect. So there's an enrollment. There's a divine enrollment in heaven. There's a rule. There's a, you know, you say somebody is enrolled. You can't be enrolled. An enrollment um, predisposes or, or means that suggests that there's a record. Because you cannot just be enrolled, you know, verbally or, you know, in somebody's mind. An enrollment means there's a role, there's a roll call, there's a book, there's a record, there's a register, and you have been enrolled, you've been signed up, you've been registered. Are, are you following me? Good, that's Hebrews 12, 22 to 23. And then um, in Daniel 12, 1, now this is the prophecy of Prophet Daniel during while he was um, the children of Israel were in of, um, in Babylon in captivity of the tribe of Judah, so this is one of the prophecies that um, the revelations that he had that came um, by the Spirit of God. So it says, now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. This is in the end of days, and there will be a time of distress such as has never occurred since there was a nation until that time. 
and at that time your people everyone who is found written in the book will be rescued again reference to a book where names it says everyone who is found so somebody is going to be scrolling through the books and checking for names and this is it's just like when you go and register like for instance we're in election season in nigeria people are registering to be voted i mean um, yes they're registering to vote rather you know and there's a register on election day we're going to look for you your records in the register and if you're not in the register you cannot vote that's just the way it is so that sort of check-in process is going to be happening and it says everyone who is found written in that book will be rescued from that tribulation and that, that distress that is going to come. In fact, I need to go back to that Daniel talk because I, I didn't really recognize this context. I need to read more about that context. Now, Philippians 4.3. Paul was speaking to the church in Philippi. He says, he, he wrote and he said, Indeed, in verse 3, Philippians 4 verse 3, Indeed, true companion, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel, together with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life again names in the book of life that's how paul describes them so clearly this is theological doctrine that they all understood that there is a book of life and the names of those who are true followers are written in it just like jesus said just like the prophets before jesus have also alluded to revelation 3 verse 5 in revelation in fact you see a lot of reference to the book of life and one, one way to do a Bible search, and I do this often when I want to search a theme or a word or a phrase, just say Book of Life, KJV. It will, it, will, it will lead you to the Bible verse. If you want to use ESV, Book of Life, ESV, to show you all the verses where that phrase is, is limited. Whatever your version is, NIV, New International Version, Book of Life, NIV. It goes straight to that. If you don't put that version of the Bible um, at the end of the phrase or the word you, are, you want to google search it will just show you all sorts of things that may not lead you to bible verses but you need to put a, a, a bible version at the end of the phrase or the word so that it brings you just the bible verses that have that phrase or word in it so i i did that for book of life esv and this is this, this is what i got the 14 verses here so in revelation 3 3 verse 5 revelation 3 verse 5 it says he who overcomes will be clothed in white white garments and i will not erase his name from the book of life and i will confess his name before my father and before his angels this was the revelation of john and um, this was jesus speaking the revelation that he had of our lord jesus christ so, and this is jesus saying so and now this one is really freaky because it actually refers not only to the fact that there is a book of life but that some people's names are actually erased from the book of life which makes you know that this whole con people who say once you are a christian you are forever a christian it's a false doctrine it's not true the bible does show that even after we get saved there is this there's a lot of stuff that we need to do to make sure that we retain that salvation even up to the point of death and of passing and until the end of days you know what i'm saying so some people's names are written and then erased and we're going to read a, a whole lot more the others about that where he talks about blotting the name from the book of life so revelation 21 27 says nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it i think he's talking about the kingdom there kingdom of god or the city of god there it says but only those whose names are written in the lamb's book of life so revelation 21 clarifies it for us that it's not just the book of life but that that book of life is the lamb of god which is jesus and which is why jesus was one when he says it was Jesus who made that statement when he says, I will not erase his name from the book of life. So apparently, 
Jesus is the custodian of that book of life. This is really, really interesting. And then even in the days of Moses, we see where, in fact, oh, there's so many here, and I think I have to stop here. I'll, I'll read two more and then stop. So Psalm 80, um, Moses referred to, he says, when he was pleading to, with the Lord, he says, but now if you will forgive their sin, if not, please blot me from your book, which you blot, blot me out from your book, which you have written. The Lord says to Moses, whosoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. So even in the time of Moses, before the Lamb's book of life, there was a, there was a book that God had where he recorded the people who had sinned against him and um, where, you know, where he recorded the people who, who were living right. So people who were living right and then sinned, their names were then blotted out. And that's what he says here in Exodus 32, 31 to 33. Now, Psalm 69, 27 to 28, um, this is one of the, um, the Psalms. Add, it's, it's, it may be, I think it's a Psalm of David, but I'm not sure. Add iniquity to their iniquity, and may they not come into your righteousness. May they be blotted out of the book of life, and may they not be recorded with the righteous. So, this now makes us realize that there is a book of life in which the righteous are recorded. There is a book of life in which the righteous are recorded. So the question is, is my name in that book? I would assume it was written in that book, when I give my life to Christ, how should I live on earth to ensure that I will never be blotted out of that book? These are things that I believe we as believers, we should be hearing, if not every day, every week. Because that is what will hold me back from doing things. The consciousness of the fact that my name can be blotted out of the book of life is what will make me act a certain way. To do, you know, to not give myself to anger, to malice, to unforgiveness, to sin, to lying, to adultery, to fornication, to whatever it may be, to disobedience, to hatred. That will make me demonstrate love to my 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 to, to the people that are very different from me. That will hold me back from, you know, giving myself to doing things that are not pleasing in the sight of God and, and, and making my life an expression of the power and the presence and the praise of God. That reality will, will really hold me back. The minute I lose consciousness of the fact that God is holding the record or that there is a standard that is higher than just believing in Christ, because I believe, I suspect... What I sense, what I observe, even from my own life experience, is that many of us are thinking that simply because we are professing Christians, you know, we profess ourselves as Christians, and we do a couple of things that just make ourselves good, we think that that is enough for our names to, 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 be, to be in the book of life. Or because we are seen, we have a social status as being leaders within, you know, church circles and faith circles on earth, we think that that's enough. But when we read the scriptures, we see that, no, it's not enough. Because the Lord says that for anybody that sins against him, that disobeys him, does not do the things that are pleasing in his sight, does not walk in love towards his brothers, anybody that sins, anything that God considers to be a sin, and we see that very well, the works of the flesh, Galatians talks about that, that person is at risk of having their names blotted out from the book of life. So I'm going to read the last scripture, which I think is um, Revelation 13 to 8, which says, All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who has been slain. So this is in the days of the tribulation. And what 
um, Jesus was saying and the revelation was sharing to um, John at the time was that when the beast and the false prophet and all those evil beings that will come in the end of days in the tribulation period it says everybody on earth will fall and worship him everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life now i must confess i don't understand the scripture but clearly there's people whose names have been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world and it appears that for some reason those people will not fall for the tricks of the enemy in the last days I am not going to try and explain that verse because I myself I don't fully understand that these are those things that you know it's really about God's um, supremacy I will go and read um, commentaries that talk a bit more about that but for me the most important thing out of all of this is that a there's a book of life that book is being held by the Lamb of God and the people whose names are written in that book are those who are not who are clean before God they do not practice abomination and lying they live righteously they do the things that are pleasing in the sight of God that's what all this scripture says in fact it says those that overcome they will be clothed in white garments so these are people who are living righteously the blood of the innocent and the righteous is not found in them And it says their names are written in the book of life. In fact, when I, when I read a lot of what is written, um, the, the people whose names are written in the book of life, it's really talking not just about the fact that they are Christians or that they are righteous uh, by faith, but also because they are righteous by their works of their hearts, of their mind, of their soul. So they are righteous in spirit, in soul, and in body. That's it. That's it. That's it. So the thoughts of their hearts, they were found righteous before God. The intents, their motivations, the way in which they lived, the priority that they gave to the things of God, the love of God in their hearts that was shed abroad in their heart, how they demonstrated that love, how they preached the gospel, how they casted out demons. They did the works. The same works that Jesus did, they did it. The greater works, they did it like the disciples that went out and were healing the sick, healing all oppressions of the devil. Those are the people whose names were written in the book of life. Not the people who lived for themselves. Not the people who lived to gather and acquire wealth. Not the people who tried to climb on the backs of others to succeed. Not the people who laid up for themselves treasures where moth and rust can corrupt. But the people who laid up treasures in spiritual, heavenly, godly, righteous currency. Those are the people whose names are written in the book of life there is a book of life it is possible for us to have our names in the book of life it is also possible for my name to be blotted out of the book of life it depends on what i believe what i think how i live and what i do christianity is not just a profession of faith it is a lifestyle it is an attitude it is a value system it is a belief system it is a way of thinking a way of acting a way of being, a way of doing. It is a life that impacts on others even more than it impacts on oneself, as much as and over and beyond. Because that's what Jesus has said, let your light so shine that it will not just benefit only yourself, but that those around us. Until my light is shining in such a way that it's exponentially 
more impactful on the lives of others than myself, I have not yet begun to live according to the Christ standard. This is something that I will continue to muse on because in fact I'm very intrigued by what I'm learning because there's a whole lot here and I would like to be able to spell it out in a way that I know and I understand. What does it take for me to be a real follower of Christ, follower of Christ? What does God expect from me? And again, God looks at the motive. So if everything that I'm doing, it has to be because of love. It hasn't, it, I can't game my way into the book of life. It has to be genuine. It has to be sincere. It has to be love-driven, love-enabled, love-motivated, love-inspired, love-caused, love-reasoned, love-done. Thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless and keep all of us and cause his grace to shine upon us and make us examples of the believers, of the believer in word, in faith, in deed, and in purity, all to the glory of his name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed.